Good afternoon. Good day, everyone. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media. Welcome to the Digital Collective, where we talk enterprise technology with folks that are making positive solutions, positive strides within society. My, my guest today is Liz Marasco. Liz is the CEO of Brady Events and Marketing Incorporated and also the publisher of Kudos Magazine. Helping entrepreneurs, business leaders, nonprofits connect with clients around event marketing strategies, that's what she does. I wanted to spend a little time today picking Liz's brain and letting you pick her brain as well and ask questions and kind of talk about the value of event marketing, especially for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and those within the content creator ecosystem. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Liz Marasco, how are you doing hello, today? Hello, hello. It's huh? a good evening. It's a good, good day. How you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I see folks that are jumping in, so appreciate everyone jumping in. Um, I'm standing you? today, so that that means you're going to get all the jazz hands. That means you're going to get all of the energy today. You're going you're to get, I don't know what you're going to get, but that, that is what it is. <laughs> um, so, Sammy, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you for being here. Uh, you're, Sammy's you're, a superstar. I got to give Sammy the wrench. You know what? I, I need to make him a moderator. He's he's always on time. I I, I we may need to talk about that, young young man. Let me talk to you after the stream. Uh, my dad is here, so the, the stream can officially begin. My dad is in the building, so there so there we go. Hello, so, Mister Hicks. I tell you what, Liz. I may have gave just a quick overview, a quick monologue, but I feel no one can really tell their origin story better than that individual. So if you don't mind, could you tell folks who is Liz Marasco? Who am I? I'm still sometimes trying to figure that out. And in short, somebody that continues to learn and grow. And I think that's a part of being an entrepreneur, being willing to learn and grow. But my background starts uh, from corporate America. I worked at Ford Motor Company for roughly 10 years and did a combination of tasks starting with technical marketing and then eventually migrated into advanced electronics marketing and i focused on body safety and security in the vehicle doing a numerous run of shows all over the united states and europe promoting those technologies and then i left to have an awesome family because that work demand was it was pretty intense and eventually I started my own agency, which included focusing on events and marketing and helping nonprofits run galas and fundraisers and helping corporations do big executive reviews and putting their best foot forward. And we, we hit a long run of doing that. And then we hit the pandemic and <laughs> things <laughs> shut down. So I had to pivot again. Yes. And, you know, it's a part of being a business owner. You learn how to adapt and uh, adjust and learn and grow so that you can continue to move forward. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let, let's let's peel some of that onion layer back. Right. You know, with, with the world stopping <laughs> for, uh, you know, two years. And yeah. uh, like we kind of said before we went online, the world started trying to restart mm -hmm. and especially in your field. Right, in, in your industry and in the things that you do for for businesses how mm -hmm. has this whole transition ha, has this whole pivot really affected 
what it is that you do. Now, now that we're out of it, right? So, so now, yeah. how are you approaching your potential clients and your existing yeah. book of business with it, doing? It this? actually it devastated my business, James. To be honest, it um, twofold. I, I've always believed in multiple sources of income. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that I had set up was an event marketing agency, and we would produce big events, flowers, decor, really high end events, and then having the print publication. But even with everything that happened, we had to stop print at a certain point. So I had to quickly adjust my business model to translate into digital. And that included being able to do different things with video. And then even from the magazine publishing standpoint to set it up to be able to be exclusively digital. You know, because at one point, if you remember back, we weren't even really sending out mail because things locked down so much. So for me, it has been a matter of moving from strictly offline to now into this digital phase on steroids. (laughs) And, you know, and I'm grateful because if you think about it 20 years ago, this wouldn't have been a possibility. True. So I think that we, we've had a lot of tools, resources to help us, but it also required something important that I was saying right at the beginning, a willingness to go learn and grow. And and that was key. And fortunately, that was how I connected even with, with you, True. was yeah. getting involved with the Ecamm community and yeah. watching endless hours of video to trying to figure out how to do the software and you know networking with other people. And, you know, through that, new blessings came. Definitely. And I think that's something all of us as entrepreneurs and business leaders need to to look at is life is going to be moments of sweetness. And it's also going to be moments that things get tough, like we all co- collectively went through as a whole global community. Mm-hmm. But especially here, you know, we were fortunate to have you know, some of the hardware and software available available to make that pivot. And I'm still right in the middle of doing my pivot. Um, so okay. for me, I think that I'm going to continue down the digital road. Um, I'm looking more into the remote live video production of doing that instead of focusing on just the in-person events. In fact, I have my last huge in-person event scheduled for this may and it's the first it's actually the first time that i've done an in-person event of this size and it's at over two and a half years now wow yeah that's great so you say your last right so i mean you you said a whole lot there and, I, and I, i'm, I'm yeah, glad folks are, are, are here in the comments no that, that's fantastic right so good good to see you laura williams good to see mr cox as well in, in the comments as well but when you said it was your last in-person mm-hmm. event is that by mm-hmm. choice are you just no longer going out there and really strategizing and talking to folks about let's go in person and do this whereas mm-hmm. we can do things hybrid we can do things remote and virtual mm-hmm. using uh tools like zoom zoom webex like hop and th- mm-hmm. things of that nature right are you are you just seeing mm-hmm. more value in going with the the virtual events as opposed to all of the travel expenses of going like we were talking about going to vegas getting a hotel getting Mm -hmm. an Uber, doing Mm -hmm. all that stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you can be sitting in your home studio, your home office and actually do an entire uh, production Mm -hmm. right, right from there. Right. Yeah. Global with that as well. Right. As opposed to having to fly people in. So talk to us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, I think number one, in-person events 
will always be a thing unless we've shutdowns that happen. There, there's a different dynamic when you have people gathering in person uh, and it's powerful. So I think that they'll always continue to to grow um, from different people I've spoke to in in the industry that are doing a lot of the trade show setups. They've talked about how a lot of those businesses did not make it through through that COVID period. They just didn't. And some of the ones that did make it, they're coming back now, finally. Yay! But at a smaller scale. And to answer your first question, is it a deliberate choice of uh, like with some of these events? Um, I'm going to say partially. And I'll, I'll always love in-person events. There may be times that I do it. But I think with where the, the climate of where we're at, I need to look at what provides um, a little bit of security for my family. Um, Michigan was hit really hard with the way events were canceled and the mm -hmm. structure of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a widow raising two kids on my own. And, and this isn't a, um, a hobby. My agency is, it's a full-time job times two, like a typical entrepreneur. <laughs> um, but it provides for me and my family. So I need to make sure that I'm safe. And I think that, you know, infusing some things that we can do hybrid style could be really smart. And of course, I'll have some of my VIP clients that I'll always step up for. But yeah, I think it's a time for making a transition. You know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit older now. It's seasoned. hard to stay up no, till no, four o'clock. Yeah, seasoned, like that. You know, all, all the salt in the beard. Yeah. No, it's just season. Yeah, I'm um, just like a fine glass of wine now. Something like a little that, bit older, right? A little bit better. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you do in-person events, it it's a huge task mentally and physically. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was really good at it. It was why companies like I did Chevy's 100th anniversary. Okay. I did a, a lot of um, fundraising for um, United Way, Children's Hospital, and um, and, it, and it's been such a blessing. I mean, it's such a blessing in my career to have had a chance to do work that I could see impact with. I love uh, it's it. unbelievable. I yeah. love that. And hey, don't, don't be humble here, right? If, if we, can, we can pat yourself on, on the back for sure for, for the good work. <laughs> because if you're, if you're touching yeah, people yeah. in a positive way and you're doing good things, then that definitely yeah. should be shared and we should give you those flowers. Let me, let me ask you this because you... <laughs> You, t you talked about, again, the, the pivot of using digital technology for yeah. your events. Now, honestly, if you hadn't taken that initiative to learn the the ecams, the stream yards, the restreams, mm -hmm. what, whatever the case may be, right? So mm -hmm. let's, let's just go into that a little bit. What's the platform, if you have one, of choice that you use today? Because I know you're also taking advantage with the Create Every Day in, in April. So what, what's... Yeah. From a, from a content creation perspective and an online marketer, that, that's how I want to kind of raise mm -hmm. it to at 35,000 mm -hmm. foot level. What, what mm -hmm. do you see as the tools of choice and tools of recommendation that you would say for someone who wants to get into online mm -hmm. marketing, digital marketing, uh, and, and digital events as well? Mm -hmm. Well, for live streaming broadcasts, what I use now is Ecamm, but it was a gradual transition to that. I didn't just start off with like the Ecamm BAM. I started off with StreamYard and mm -hmm. BeLive. And um, those were really simple cloud-based software. And it worked at the time. But as 
I started seeing um, the need to tell my stories a little bit deeper and to bring in different media and different elements for my live stream, yeah. it wasn't serving its purpose. And that started the journey. <laughs> <laughs> lear, lear, learning scenes, it's, overlays, and, and, and all the oh, things, yeah. right? But, but once Having you, to get once new you, hardware. Right. New, well, you got to get the hardware. You got to get the Yeah. Hardware. And it was just about stepping up a little at a time. You know, at first I was streaming off of my uh, desktop back here and eventually discovered, hey, um, when you are live stream broadcasting, which is significantly different than just doing a Zoom conference call, it puts more demands on your system. So I ended up getting a Mac M1 mini and, um, but it was little pieces at a time. Right. So for my journey, it just started off, you know, a little bit here and there watching Laura Perchucci and mm -hmm. David Foster were some mm -hmm. of the two first people I started following. And then, um, it just seemed like Ecamm started putting these people online that I could identify with that we're going through some of the same steps of this journey. Right. And, you know, and I think it was just such a blessing. I mean, we were all kind of locked up at once and you had the choice to binge watch on Netflix. <laughs> and then you saw this little community in Ecamm, I think just micro explode. I, 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 and I, you know, I said it even before we went online, if there was any blessing of COVID, it was the fact that folks got a, an opportunity, got the opportunity to pause for a minute. That's and really right. decide what it is that they wanted to do once mm -hmm. we got out of that mm -hmm. event, right? Once we got into a, a post COVID era and a, a lot of folks really decided that, you know, let's tell stories. We've mm -hmm. got the technology in place. Why not go ahead and make that happen? Why, why not put together the lights, the camera and the action and make that happen from our own, tell our stories with interesting That's folks right. like I'm doing today with Liz Marasco. Right. Um, right. <laughs> so, in, in this journey of yours, though, have you gotten to a point to where you're educating, coaching, bringing up folks who want to do something very similar? Because you are a subject matter expert as well, right? You, you've kind of been through the, the, the some of the trying times of configuring gear, configuring equipment, things of that nature. I'm just mm -hmm. wondering, is this something that you probably have added also to your resume of something that you provide as a service uh, to your to your clients? Yeah, that's, that's something that I'm just starting to really promote is the idea of live remote production, because number one, James, you know, there is a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to doing some of this broadcasting. It It's not like a Zoom where you just click in. There's so many options of cool things like, look at all this magic you got going on down at the bottom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it takes time to learn how to do that. And, and I do love sharing little golden nuggets with people. Um, I think I've been a techie geek chick kind of thing my whole life of um, loving to putz with technology. My, my mom often tells a story about how she would come home and I would have different electronic parts where I had taken off the screws and I was trying, this is back in the eighties. Like I wanted to see what was inside the cable box. You know, I wanted to see what was inside the telephone. So I think it's always been my nature to be that way. And then as a result, people would say, how do you fix this? How do you do that? You know, so well, it's I, fun. I'm going to say this, you definitely bring out all the cool kids because look, we, we got, not only do we have Mr. Matt Haas in here talking about, you Matt know, he's, he's, he's building online courses, but ladies and gentlemen, Billy Thorpe is here. <laughs> oh my goodness. The man who goes live every single day 
appreciate Hot you for being here, sir. And Victor, you know, this guy, he, he's just a heckler. So I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't even bring this up. But uh, no, shouts out to everyone that's joining. If you have a What's question, up, please uh, put a cue in front of it because uh, Liz is here to expel her knowledge in terms of uh, online marketing, online co content creation and things of that nature. Let me let me talk to you a little bit about how you're going to move forward, I guess, with event marketing, event design strategies and things mm -hmm. of that nature from a remote perspective. Uh, how, how, what's, what's your, I guess, plan for that? Because a lot of us in the content creation world are talking about doing events, are talking about doing, Sammy's here, right? He just did his uh, Mastering Your Interviews uh, virtual event, so good. which was amazing, right? Yeah. So again, just, just seeing people within our community doing those kinds of things. Do you have kind of some uh, best practices or some ideas for that kind of thing? I think as you experience your first event, you're going to learn things that work and things that don't. You just make adjustments. Um, and that it's sort of like a key lesson in all of life. You yeah. keep learning on the lessons, you know, from your failures and improve. Uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity right now where some professionals don't have that tech savvy part that may need help with some of the um, ways that they're operating their presentations online, whether it's for an executive board review or maybe meeting with investors or a sales presentation. And of course, I mean, you could do some simple things like Zoom or, or, or StreamYard, but if let's say that you're getting into one of these deals and it's a you know, $100,000 deal or a million dollar review. To me, it would be best to allow the salesperson be the salesperson, present, share their idea, share mm -hmm. their, their information that they need and having someone in the background. It's really no different than if you watch the news, for instance, and you have someone that's sitting, sharing the news, sharing content, presenting, and then someone in the background that's, you know, um, not just pushing buttons, but they've helped develop a storyline that can be executed through through that whole period, whether it's audio or video or all, all these awesome things that you're doing down at the bottom to make it an engaging experience. And I, I think that with time, we'll see more people um, stepping up and realizing, hey, we, we can't get by with just a standard Hmm. you know, camera. Yeah. I, I can't, come, I can't just come to a zoom call now. Right. Now yeah. I, I got to have lower thirds. I, I got to have all, all kind of stuff going on. I, I can't just show up to a, to a WebEx call just like, That's like, right. like, I, like I did two years ago. <clears throat> yeah. And even if you think back like five years ago, a lot of us were just streaming right off of our, you know, mm -hmm. our cell phones. And then it started, and you would see some people that mm -hmm. were, walking around with like two or three cameras so that they could stream to multiple places. <laughs> really? I mean, this wasn't that long no, ago. No, that's true. Yeah. And, and now we've migrated to having ways to seamlessly spread a live stream to multiple locations. And I think that that's going to continue to grow. I, I don't see it, you know, retracting and going back down to it's not going to exist. This is going to grow. And I think we're just still seeing the beginning of it. And as more executives experience what it's like to go through, you know, a stellar production, they're going to say, I want mine to look like that. Right, right. 
Johnny Smith's <laughs> looked great. His presentation. Make mine like I need his. to step it up. Yeah. 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 And I think even with trade shows, I mean, um, in the past, you'd see some major networks that would come in through, you know, like consumer electronics show. They'd mm -hmm. come through and they would do, you know, their bit and broadcast it, you know, maybe like wired TV or right. something like that. Um, but now it, it's going to be to the point where even like some of these up and coming inventors who have a message to share bringing in a broadcast into their booth to talk about their technology or their benefits and how they can serve clients. There's, it's going to be dynamic. And then even getting into like live shopping videos. Yes. Um, this was, is like, this is just that, emerging. So yeah. yeah that hasn't really been my cup of tea. We do have um, an Amazon um, account for streaming um, in that way for shopping. But I think that they're benchmarking it right now. And over the next five years, I think that we're going to see like the um, CVS or no QVC. Yes, your own <laughs> personal QVC. Yeah, <laughs> more and more people doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, so speaking of, again, folks that are in the comments right now and give, give them a plug, Mr. Matt Haas, right? He's building a separate studio within his house right now. And he's it's incredible. He's live streaming the build process of that, right? Showing all the different components that he's buying, some of the, 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 the DIY types of things that he's doing. And that That's edutainment, fun. right, mm -hmm. is really where I think a, a lot of the attention is going to be going for online social mm -hmm. networking on online social media and content creation. Of the social networks, which what is your go-to network of choice? Are are you more in tune with Facebook? Are you more in tune with with LinkedIn, YouTube? What, where, where, where do you where does your audience reside for the most part? Facebook, Facebook. Okay. Um, and in the past, I made a couple of um, errors that I've adjusted where I was trying to build out uh, pretty large size pages. I have. Uh, one page that I, it's not active right now, but it was at like 39,000. It was doing great. But as the algorithm changes, we have to change. And one of the things I start getting into is micro niche groups. Okay. So um, typically, typically groups that are like a thousand or under. Uh, so I have one group that is caregiving for the caregivers. Okay. Um, I've got one group that's for event flower and design. And another one that you're probably familiar with, uh, business events and marketing strategies. And uh, yeah, there it's, you it's go. It's almost like it was set up, right? It's, it's almost <laughs> like I knew you were going to at least bring that up. Software. Huh? <laughs> I love it. Do, you, do your softball. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it, and it's, it, it's important for us to pay attention to what is the algorithm, you know, how is it behaving? How have they changed it? and rework your business models around it and it will continue to change so being aware of that you know just before you and i were coming on we were talking a little bit about meta yes. and um, some of the things are getting ready to do with that on focusing advertising so one thing that i often suggest to my my um viewers that come and hang out in the group is subscribe to zuckerberg's email list or, or um page if yeah. you will and even the facebook page and that way you're getting notifications to see what's going on but yeah for the most part facebook but i i've been um hanging out with doc rock a little while <laughs> you, you're on and, cl at class on saturday i'm i'm always at the gym so i'm always i'm never there for class but he, 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 gets, he gives hard. me a pass he gives me a pass 
April, April was a little bit crazy, but uh, hopefully we'll get back into the trenches. So with the wisdom that he's been sharing, I am finally starting to work on a YouTube channel. Nice. I never really thought that was my thing. Like I didn't think I belonged there, you know, cause it was more like a consultant and, um, but yeah, so we're giving it a try. Yeah. It's fun. Let me, let me get to some of these questions because because Matt was asking while we were talking, uh, what is your ideal client? And I'm I'm curious to know that as well. Who who is it I think that it's you changing. Okay. I think it's changing. You know, like in the past, um, my ideal client would have been maybe an executive that worked at a medium to uh, Fortune 500 company. Um, and and maybe in some ways those are still my clients, but we did a lot in the medical field um, and in the nonprofit field. So in uh, Flint, Michigan, I'm in a suburb just south of Flint, Michigan, there's over 400 nonprofits just in Genesee County. And in the past, that's where we've put a lot of emphasis around that. But as I move forward with this new endeavor, it'll probably have some of those same people, hmm. loyal clients that I've had for 17 years. Uh, but it'll also focus on helping entrepreneurs who have an established business that want to level up their presentation online, but don't have time to do the tech uh, learning curve. Maybe they don't have an interest in doing that or acquiring all of the assets that it takes to run a full broadcast. Um, and it could even be people like an administrative assistant who wants to make her boss look like a superstar. Yeah. yeah. Not well, that, quite as cool as Sammy, but still <laughs> a superstar. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That, 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 that's interesting. Um, okay. So I have two clients right now that I'm working with that are out in California. What's going on? I'm all the way up in Michigan. We're, we're out here. Come on now. We're out here. I know. You get the sunshine. I had snow. You had a foot of sunshine. I got a foot of snow yesterday. Well, not quite, but it's all good. So, yeah, you you mentioned that you were just starting to get more in, into YouTube. So, I, I wonder if this is even appropriate yeah. at this particular time, right? Because Matt is also does a catalyst provide consulting to the average YouTube content creator, and so what would that look like regarding the type of help that can be provided? Well, I don't, I would not call myself a YouTube uh, pro at all. I don't think that, I think I that I'm on my are. learning curve. I don't know if any, no, I see, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull you back and, I'll, and I'm, I'm going to give you some more credit. I don't know, it's, it's changing so frequently, but yeah. the core and the, fr the foundation is, is there across any of the platforms. Mm -hmm. Have a compelling mm -hmm. story to tell, listen to your community, mm -hmm. um, have great audio. Start with that. Mm -hmm. we, we can work mm. on the video later, right? Make make sure right. you sound good, right? So ha have that. That's right. But then, but then help with run of show. Mm -hmm. Help with um, agenda. Help with scheduling. Mm -hmm. So those are things that are already in your wheelhouse. I just I just mm -hmm. made you a YouTube coach. Uh, I like it. So oh, I'll take add it. that to the LinkedIn, right? So I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. But if you want, you can go ahead and answer yeah. Matt's question. I, I think that my expertise really is in event marketing and it could look like multiple things, you know, whether it's developing sales funnels and marketing funnels, mm -hmm. lead magnets. Um, one of my key specialties is really 
content storytelling, including in written format, you know, through the Kudos magazine, I did a lot of writing. I was the publisher of the magazine and the editor, and I also did a lot of writing in it. Um, so I think that one of the key things that I can do is help people convey their story, their branding, their message in a unique way, whether it's through digital print or a live stream. One of the things that I really love to do is even take a live stream video and embed it into a digital magazine. So you can send somebody your digital magazine and have it um, already where the video is embedded in there and at that certain day, you know, it'll release and then people can watch that stream. Okay. Think about how powerful these tools can be when you're trying to stay on top of other people's mind. And, you know, and this is, this is one of the key things too, James. Um, in the past, we relied so much on a social media platform to host our message and right. to connect us with people. These are valuable tools, but I think if, um, people weren't paying attention the past two years and some of the things that happen, with voices being removed for whatever reason, don't don't get butt hurt for what I'm about to say. It doesn't matter left or right. We're talking business here. We've got to make sure that we're stepping back and being accountable and making sure are you converting these fans to become your contacts? Mm -hmm. So this is where it comes it comes a vital part of not just relying on social media. And if if you haven't paid attention to how quick it can happen and everything's evaporated, it, it's sort of like not having a fire alarm in your house. Wow. You got to prepare and you got to do things to be proactive. And this happens to not just like the, you know, the political realm. This happens to everyday real marketing business people that aren't scammers. I've seen it. I've seen it. So. Liz over, over here dropping gems, folks. Read between the lines. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say it another the, way. We're two-stepping. <laughs> you know, for, for the hip-hop heads, uh, own your own masters, right? So own your content, folks. Uh, exactly mm -hmm. what Liz is saying, because you never can be too sure in terms of what's going to happen. No. There's, there's over a billion people on Facebook, yeah. And a lot of folks know how I feel about Facebook. I, I, I really have an issue with Facebook. But I know, I know. I that know. you can't, you can't, you can't ignore it, right? You, mm -hmm. you can't ignore it because mm -hmm. there's over a billion people on the platform. So you do have to assimilate into the system to take advantage of that wide audience. Mm -hmm. Now, just remember, you don't own anything on there because one, you're not paying right. for it, right? They're, they're actually using all of the, the data that you provide to them at, for, for advertising revenue, things of that nature. So you That's get right. what you pay for. You're not paying for it. So so don't get mad mm -hmm. at Zuckerberg and don't get mad at someone else because they stole mm -hmm. all your, your kids' pictures. Own that own your own website. Own mm -hmm. that your own email list. Own your own audio, video, all, all, all of that content that you create. Make sure that within the meta tags of mm -hmm. that those photos you've got your copyright information that's right. so that, that's kind of what, what liz was talking about folks again take ownership of whatever you put out there because mm -hmm. you never know what the algorithms are going to do and if youtube you is going to be completely different tomorrow if Snapchat you have an ai and, and, that flags your account and yep. it's taken down Man. nothing nothing you can do 
nothing. No better business bureau is going to help you. Nobody's going to help you. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> You're on your own. Because she's not, she's not going to help you. Or, or the, <laughs> well, the, there's the some things that, gonna be really high. Yeah, there's some things that nobody can help. One thing that I'm seeing in the live streaming community and the mar digital marketing community, a lot of people are starting to set up their Discord accounts. Have you been seeing yes. this too? I, I, it's smart. So let's, smart. let's. So there we go. I, I forget the questions that I had now because we, we're just going off the cuff. So I love yeah. when streams go that route. So before we go into that, you know, here we here we go, Haas again with with the heckling stuff. Well, maybe it's not heckling. Where, where can we get them glasses? <laughs> where do we get them glasses? I got them online. I can see. That's I can it. see. I'm still, I'm still trying to get used to it. It's a little bit shocking. Like, whoa, who's the chick with the red glasses? But the one <laughs> thing I do like, when it's night, I can see them easy. I can find them if they're there not you go. in my face. You're not tripping up over your glasses as you go to downstairs to the to the kitchen to get well. That's okay. right. Although I do sometimes trip, and uh, my age is setting in, and I forget I have them on top of my head. I'm not, I'm not even going to give you a hard time for that because I've done the exact same thing. I know. Uh, so, okay, now, now let, let's get focused. Let's get back into it. Okay. Building communities, it. right? So that's, that's mm -hmm. huge, right? And a lot of folks within the content creation ecosystem, folks, if you're in the comments and, and if you're thinking of building a community, talk about, talk about, are you trying to build a community? Yes or no. And what platform? So Liz, you just talked about mm. discord. Discord is just blowing up with a lot of folks moving yeah. into that i started with the discord but then i said man i i didn't like the the feel of discord i, mm -hmm. I didn't i i wasn't as drawn to the textual base but now i see that you can actually do live streaming and all that so shout out to keely Dunn yeah. for, for showing people how to do that but i'm using an, another platform for the community that i'm building and mm -hmm. it, it's more of a social network type of environment and look and feel with the, you are know, you going to tease us or are you uh, going to tell us what it is well, they're not they're not Come an, on. an official you know <laughs> sponsored but mighty networks is who i'm who i'm using right now oh okay so i haven't heard of that yeah mighty, mighty, networks. mighty networks is 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 uh so i'm not sure if you know tom buck and, and heather ramirez that's actually the platform that they use as well for for their particular community but awesome. i like because you can live stream into it you can have your own profile you can have your own uh, yeah. different pages, different segments, different categories of things of that nature. But talk about building community for content creators and how, like you're just saying, Discord, how that's becoming so popular now with a lot of folks uh, within our realm. Yeah, I think building community all comes back to giving something valuable to build a community around, mm. whether it's education or entertainment. And just like in person, if you're trying to solicit to connect with new clients, you know, it may be free content or just openness. Like, have you ever gone to those trade shows? I, I've done so many trade shows. It's me almost no, it's me ridiculous. Too. I just, just got back from CES a couple of, I was, I was, so you mentioned CES and I, I go, I've been there for the last 10 years. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, how yeah. much fun. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been there in about 25 years. It's wow. been a while. But uh, it was actually on the launch for Rear Seat Entertainment with Mario Game Boy. You remember the Game Boys? Yes, yes. Okay. So it, it's a little bit, a little bit way little back. Flashback, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So back to your question, you're asking about like building community. I think it comes down to giving value and uh, sharing. So just like when you're in those trade shows, you'll see 
some people that are walking by that want to get the freebie pen or the freebie mm -hmm. little stress ball or whatever. And that's cool. You might be able to use that as a connection um, opportunity, you know, giving them you know, a little chance for a little conversation. It's similar to online, you know, mm -hmm. finding out who who's your community that you're trying to help and what are some of the obstacles that they have? Do you have some different resources or knowledge that you can share with them to get them on track? So I think it's about give, 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 support, support, support. And then through some of these relationships, you'll find that it goes beyond just you know, a surface level of them taking, eventually there becomes a reciprocation of, hey, I need you to help me with building out my content strategy or my live stream. Yeah. You know, so sharing, being willing to share it's, and it's, not ask, you know, like not. There you go. Right. See, it's I, so I was, annoying. That's what I'm going to say, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it sounds so easy. It sounds so common sense, but it, it why is it so difficult to just be genuine mm -hmm. and and listen to your community as opposed to always putting out the kind I'll say I'll, I'll put myself in front instead of always doing what it is that we want to do mm -hmm. right knowing mm -hmm. that we have a community that it's growing that's thriving that's hungry for, that's right. for information and why not listen to them why not put the polls out there why not put the, the feelers out there and say that's right what do you want to hear me I've got the platform what do you want to hear me talk mm -hmm. about or guests to bring on that kind of thing that's where you're mm -hmm. going to get the the exponential growth. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to reach the reach one, reach another one, and that's going to block. Because it's value career. added. Yeah. you know, you're adding value you to somebody's that. life instead of taking. Yeah, you know? just like just like Robert is saying here, right? Thanks for being here, Robert. Yeah, value and sharing for sure. That's yeah. right. That's right. And you will see some people that still haven't figured out. I think basic etiquette online mm. where they just spam you in your message box, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, <laughs> buy my stuff, you know, and um, they might get people that convert, but they probably have more people that are saying, no, yeah. you know, I don't want to do, do that. So I think, you know, there's, be there's better like ways online. Absolutely. You know, there's better mm -hmm. ways than being in your front, always asking for mm -hmm. the, two dollars the mm -hmm. buy me a listen i i gotta buy me a coffee too right but again as opposed oh, yeah. to having that just out front and in your face all the time bring that's the right. content bring bring that's value right. in the conversation and in the message that's right and then having like you said right having multiple streams of income especially for an it's entrepreneur key. and a solopreneur it's key, because, especially right now yeah it, look I, I google checks come on the 21st of every month I know that, but, <laughs> right. But you know, that that's not the only thing, right. G getting that AdSense mm -hmm. check is, is fantastic and is great. Mm -hmm. But you know, you mm -hmm. talked, you talked about online shopping at AdSense affiliate revenue, mm -hmm. merchandise, buy me a all of the things. I mean, I think it was Roberto Blake who said, you know, you should at least have 10 to 12 or so streams of income for a solo wow. entrepreneur. I think any business, right. As opposed yeah. to just relying on the one, on the one thing. So. That's, that's, right. that's good stuff. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I, I've got big goals to live up to on that. I'm starting over. So I'm on income source one and one and a half. <laughs> so, you know, 8.5 more to go. It works. It works. If you ever want to get inspiration on how to build communities, whether it's online or offline, you want to know who you should follow? Who's that? 
this this kind of funny. Hello, all the politicians when it comes, like start in July. Watch. Right, right around campaign good. season time? Okay. Yeah, just before that, they'll start doing the volunteering at nonprofits yeah. and they'll start doing the showing up at different places. And I'm poking <laughs> fun babies, about it. Right? Yeah, H- yeah kissing everyone babies. and kissing babies. Yeah. That's right. I, I'm poking fun about it, but there's some truth to it, mm-hmm. you know, where it's about going above and beyond just yourself. It's not about you. Yeah. It's about how are you serving other people and is your message that you're putting out there things that connect with other people and their needs. I love that. I love it. I tell you yeah. what, let me let me pick your brain for one final thing here. And I think we, we, we've kind of talked to and, and around them, but a handful of best practices, again, for folks who are either solopreneurs, entrepreneurs in the content creation ecosystem, or who are looking to either do an event, a virtual event, or who are looking to provide a digital product, a digital asset, right? Like an online course or provide a community or something like that. What, what, what are kind of the top handful of things that you can think that folks need to keep front and center in their mind before they do something of that nature or before, during, and even maybe after doing something. Like mm-hmm. No, whenever we get more complex. Let, there we it. go. Listen, I told you, you I'm standing. Uh, so you, you, you're getting it today. I'm, I'm standing and so is sitting. So yeah, you, you're getting it today. Right. Well, I just like how you expanded. I think that's how you do it with events. If you want an event to be successful, start off on phase one. Don't try to make it the Taj Mahal the first time around. Get in master the basics so that it is rock solid. And then you start adding on Mm. a little layer of improvement, a little bit better. You know, maybe at first it's just like a a simple stream that you're doing online or a simple in-person event. And then you start coming in and doing maybe an interview or bringing in graphics or bringing in media and testing to find out as you take each step up on your event and marketing strategy, tweaking to find out what worked and what didn't work and how can you make these minor adjustments. A lot of times people think that they have to do um, mammoth changes for a big impact to happen. And sometimes that's not true. I, I want to tell you the story really quick, James. I think that you're going to get a kick out of this and don't mind me because I don't know the name of this company, but you might. Okay. Uh, so for many years, one company was making these baseballs and they were tiny. I'm like, big brand here in the United States. And over time, they started finding the number of people that were getting a home run. It had increased off the charts. So somebody said, something's different. There's no way that we can be getting this many home runs. Something's different. Mm -hmm. So somebody went in and they started investigating to find out what, what was different. And the short of it was, the ball manufacturer had improved their technology on how they were sewing the seams of the ball. And it made the ball more of a perfectly round ball because of this new seam stitch. So um, I I forget what the exact numbers were, but it was like, you know, um, not even centimeters, just like minute change. And that one change ended up allowing more people to get home runs because it was like a perfectly round ball, which in the past used to be almost impossible. So think about, you know, not even an inch of change 
allowed these professional baseball players to start getting home runs off the chart. And it just had to do with something so tiny is a piece of thread and being able to get something closer to the circumference of a perfect circle. <laughs> so we don't need to take giant elephant steps. Sometimes it's very minor changes in how we can become better at what we do. I love 1% better every day, right? That's right. That's all we're trying to That's get. Right. I wonder, so I know we got some baseball folks. Hey, Matt, is, it, is that Spalding or it's not Wilson? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's doing a YouTube search on that mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. But that, that's that's. I love that. Right again. I heard that story on. Um, used to listen to Wharton Business School. Yes. I don't know if anybody's on uh, Sirius uh, Sirius Radio. Yes. But uh, they were doing a little segment on that, and yeah, it blew my mind. I actually did a little podcast on it like many years ago, but it always stuck in my head that, you know, we need to remember that it's not sometimes big things that you got to do one minor change and all of a sudden you've got a bunch of home runs. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. You, you are creating every day this month. You're, 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 you're doing the CETA thing. How, how's that going? Yeah. Does, yeah, this yeah, count, yeah. does this count for your uh, April 20th? It might, I might, okay. we might be like double dipping and putting <laughs> it in the CETA file. Right. Yeah. So we, um, I didn't know at the time that Ecamm was doing CETA. And just before that, I had um, started Creators 30 to go live every day for 30 days where we're just sharing different props. And, you know, uh, it, it's been a fun experience. Um, I think Lita didn't happen this year and everybody was kind of saying, wait a minute, what are we going to do for, you know, community engagement and <laughs> some insights? So, yeah, so I put together Creators 30 and, you know, we've... Uh, We've been practicing and I think it's key with live streaming. If you want to improve, you know, try to go live every day. I don't know if you've been following India at all, yes, but she's yes, on a I, mission for like a hundred. Yeah. She's, she's a wild she's woman. A she's on a tear. I know. Love it. <laughs> I, love I love it too. But it inspires me watching these other people. And, and I think that if you keep doing it, that's how you're going to get better instead of, you know, saying one day, sometimes you just gotta, you know, you just gotta do it. Make the I mean, commitment. I'll use another sports analogy, right? The more reps that we get, the more times at bat, all, all, all of that, the, the better that we get, right? Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I look for things that actually go wrong during a live stream Be, because <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thrive kind of in that insanity a little bit. And then that mm -hmm. helps me actually to learn for the next time to, to try mm -hmm. to avoid it or whatever the case may be. But I, you know, I, I, no, I, I go through a very thorough before tech check, but you know, I, I make sure all of the administrative things are, are, are taken care of, but I don't know if my internet's going to go down. I don't know if right. this camera or this camera or this camera is going to lose. Yeah. And I've kind of got contingencies, but um, sometimes I, I want some things to happen just to be in that moment and to maneuver out of that. But again, you only get that yeah. with reps and you only get comfortable with those types of mishaps with the reps kind of thing. That's right. I always, I've been doing events for over 20 years, more like 25 years. Mm -hmm. And literally at every single event, I always learn something new. Always. It could be something very minor, but you know, after a while you start to identify, Hey, it's never going to be perfect, <laughs> but you keep striving for it. And you, and even when it is perfect, you find, Oh, if I made this one little change, it could be even better than perfect. 
I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. See, there, there's the, the bat phone is ringing. I, I hear it over there. Right. So, <laughs> so that, that's my cue. I'm not going to hold you too much longer, but I do want folks to be able to know where they can find you in the, in the, in the future and kind of what you've got going on next. So if you don't mind sharing that with people, I appreciate that. Yeah. Too. You, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Liz Morosco beams. Um, and then this is also my website. We're updating it right now, elizabethmorosco.com. And on there, you'll always find different updates that are available to help kind of get you focused on your marketing. And um, if you want to get in track for healthy, happy living, you can visit kudosmag.com. And uh, I'm sticking around. I'm not going anywhere. I love it. It's going to be some it. fun. Yeah. I, I will put all of those links in the description so folks know where they can find you. Oh, great. Thanks, James. Yeah. And I had so much fun coming and hanging out and maybe we can have you back on our side of town. Definitely. Come hang out. Come hang out in Michigan. James is a oh, Michigan native. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I got a, a jacket that's big enough right anymore, right? You know, it's, it's a little <laughs> chilly out there. So maybe I I, I've told everyone wherever I go, I'm going to find the community and we'll do like a meetup. So I love uh, yeah, it. I'll, I'll come out to Michigan and, uh, I don't know. First, first hamburgers on me. Uh, we'll there figure, you we'll go. figure something out. <laughs> there you go. Spring's coming. Yep. We already had baseball open season, so it's time to play. It it's is. time to play. It yeah. Is. I love it. Liz, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for appreciate everything that you do. You. Uh, yeah. you're, you're doing some phenomenal things. And I love the fact that you were able to pivot during the hard times of the pandemic and actually come yeah. out. Right. And, yeah. and, and find new passion and still have that vigor. I think, yeah. uh, I, I love what, uh, what, the, let's see, Laura said at the beginning, she says, your positivity is inspiring and to still have that. Oh, uh, thanks. Right? Thanks, Laura. After, Appreciate after that. everything that, that, that has happened and, and for you to get to come out on top and still be positive. We appreciate that because we, uh, yeah. we, we feed off of that energy that you have for sure. And, and I know that I have because through all of it, you know, the contacts that I've had through the ECAM community have lifted me up, helped me build up my confidence again and not get stuck into a rut. Um, so I feel really blessed. And I even get to meet people like you. Awesome. I mean, think about it. We're on the opposite side, yeah. you know, opposite sides of the country. And through these little lens, we're inspiring each other and hopefully other people too that are watching. Yeah. I love it. Thank You're, you very much. You for are doing good. You are doing good stuff. I think lifting up so many voices in a positive way. So thanks James. I appreciate you too. Awesome. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by that folks. If you found any value in this, share it with somebody. Uh, if you've got criticism, if you got feedback, let me know, right. It helps me to get better as well as I'm out here telling these stories and I'm bringing you phenomenal people like Liz Marasco. With that, you guys be good. Yeah. Talk to you okay. soon. See ya.